Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, we think everybody needs to fit Recorded in one box. Live. And... They don't need to. So really, I believe when God calls somebody that if they'll receive it, there's an anointing on everybody. I marvel at how Dave can sit down there and listen to me tell the same stories and say the same thing over and over and over over. I mean, I could not do what he does. And he just says, that's my call. That's what I'm called to do. So I'm anointed to talk, and he's anointed to listen. We live in a world where trust is difficult to gain and easily broken, yet we all need a safe place where we can trust fearlessly. Come, connect with the one who won't let you down, whose love for you never, ever fails. At the 35th anniversary Love Life Women's Conference, featuring Joyce Meyer and her guests, Joel Osteen, John Gray, Michael W. Smith, Chris Tomlin, C.C. Winans, Ruth Graham, and Dave Meyer. You want to really make the devil mad? Trust God and enjoy your life while God is solving your problem. So quit trying to figure it all out and say, God, I'm going to take the limits off of you. I know one touch of your favor can get me to where I'm supposed to be. Early bird pricing ends May 31st, so register today. The 2017 Love Life Women's Conference. So I'm going to ask you a question tonight. Did you come here to change or just to see what I look like in real life? First, we change. We get tested a little bit. Oh, God's got some good stuff ready for you. But he's going to check you out first to see how you act without it. To see if you can be happy with just him and not the stuff. Deuteronomy chapter 8. And you shall earnestly remember all the way which the Lord your God led you these 40 years in the wilderness. To humble you, to prove you, to know what was in your mind and heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So you see, God kept them in a difficult place because he was working some things out of them, and he was proving them and testing them to see if they would still worship him and keep his commandments even in hard times. If we will not worship God in the wilderness, we won't worship him on the mountaintop. And he humbled you and he allowed you to hunger and he fed you with manna which you did not know nor did your fathers know that he might make you recognize and personally know that man does not live by bread only but man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Bread is stuff. So we could just put in there man does not live by his things and by his stuff. That's not where his real life is at. But man lives by the word of God. I hope and pray, and I've been praying about this for a lot of years, if I ever don't have this ministry anymore, 
and I'm not doing what I'm doing, I hope to God that I can still be just as happy and still know that I'm just as valuable to God as his child as I am as his preacher. Look at me and let me tell you something. You are more than what you do. And when you know that, then you're free to do anything. You can wash a toilet and be happy. You can be on the platform and be happy. As long as you know that you're in the place that God has for you, you can be happy. You don't have to be in a public position to be happy. You're just happy in Christ. I want to say it again. You are more than what you do. We're not human doings, we're human beings. Your clothing did not get old, nor did your feet swell these 40 years. I like that because they never got any new clothes, but God anointed the ones they had so they didn't wear out. <laughs> How many of you have been wearing the same four or five outfits so long you're about ready to scream? <laughs> this little boy, I just got his <laughs> He must be all of six or seven. <laughs> know also that in your minds and hearts that as a man disciplines and instructs his son, so the Lord disciplines and instructs you. So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and reverently to fear him. Now here it comes. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. A land of brooks, of water, of fountains and springs, flowing forth in valleys and hills, of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey. And I know that's not what we're after, but just put other words in there. A land in which you shall eat food without shortage and lack nothing in it. A land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. But here it comes. And when you have eaten and are full... Then you shall bless the Lord your God for all the good land which he has given you. And beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his precepts, and his statutes, which I command you this day. So here it is. We're desperate. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. And God tests you. He doesn't give you everything you want for a while. Then he brings you into a land where you've got all the good stuff. Things are perking up. You got the promotion. You got married. You got your kids. You got the new house. And now he's saying, You better not forget me. You know, people wouldn't be so desperate all the time if they would act like they're desperate all the time anyway. Because really, we are desperate for God. God, I don't care what I own, I've got to have you. I need you. Deuteronomy 8 is so important to me because I went through that not only as an individual but in this ministry. I had a big vision and things stayed little so long I thought that I would just pull out every hair that I had. When you have a big vision and nothing is happening, it's tough. It's hard. When you see the promises of God and you just know that that's what God has for you but it's just not happening, it's challenging. But those are good times, and we need to not throw those times away. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.10 that we are recreated in Christ, born again and predestined to do good works, which God has planned ahead of time, taking paths that he prepared 
that we should walk in them living the good life that he prearranged and made ready. So it's like, here's this good life that God has prearranged and made ready, but he said, there's a path that I've got laid out for you to get there. <laughs> and along this path is where God is changing us and teaching us and training us how to behave. And the more of that we walk in, the more all the good stuff is going to fall on us. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. You know, I didn't always do meetings in arenas. Oh, man. I did meetings in every kind of little banquet room that you can imagine where we'd have to go in and clean up the floors and the place would smell like fried chicken from the banquet the night before. I've done meetings in hotel ballrooms where the ceiling tiles were falling down and the rain was coming in through the ceiling. And somebody would come in from the hotel while I was trying to preach and stick a ladder up in the ceiling and climb up on the ladder. The first TV show that I did, we had one camera, a low ceiling in a real small room, and I had what amounted to a blue shower curtain behind me. And God anointed it, and it worked. And I think a lot of times God doesn't want us to give us a bunch of stuff to support us because he wants us to know that it's he that lifts us up. God is the one that lifts up us. Promotion doesn't come from man. Real promotion comes from God. Amen? Metamorphosis. It's another word for transformation or change. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, we are changed and transformed into his image. And that word change there, or transformed, is the word metamorphosis. All of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the word of God as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are constantly being. <laughs> Doesn't say it gets done one time and never happens again. We are constantly being changed into his very own image. God is changing us. That word means to undergo a complete change, which, under the power of God, will find expression in character and conduct. So I love that. God has done something wonderful in us. He's made a deposit in us. He's put the seed of all kinds of good things in every single one of you. If you're born again, you are God's home. God's spirit lives in you. His nature lives in you. His seed is in you. And God is working in your life. And what you need to do is yield and cooperate. And then gradually that seed makes its way through the ground of your soul. And eventually it gets out here where it can be seen in your character and your conduct. We don't get to act like everybody else. We don't get to be hateful with the slow clerk. Come on, I know, I used to do it. I'd have my big Jesus rhinestone pin on my coat. Poor new girl at the register ran out of tape or there wasn't some prices on items and I was wanting to get home to be spiritual. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> Big thing. And I remember I had a fuchsia coat. So it's... I thought that made me spiritual. I mean, how dumb can we get to still breathe? 
will know them by their fruit. Not by their bumper sticker and their Christian jewelry and their CD player and all that stuff, you know. And so I got to the point where I would pray when I went to the grocery store. Now, God, lead me to the line where there's a clerk that knows what she's doing. And just as sure as I'm standing here, I'd get in another one of those lines. It took me a while, but I finally got it. God's doing this on purpose. Because he wants me to get to the point where I can stand here and be patient and be kind and nice to her and just tell her, don't worry about it. Hey, we're all new at something sometimes. Just, it's good. Now, during change... When God is dealing with us and working in us and working on us, emotions are very undependable during those times. That's not a good time to make a serious decision. You know, even if you move to a new area, across state to a new area, and you've left all your friends behind, you've got to be careful even about the decisions you make during times like that because change is something we need and want, but it's not always easy. For one thing, we want change because we're not fully satisfied with what we've got. We want something new, but we don't want to give this up because whatever we're going to have, we don't know what that is yet. And the thing about God that is so aggravatingly interesting is that he won't show us what the next thing is normally until we let go of this thing and take a chance on having nothing. That's what it means to fully depend on God. Amen? He told Abraham, pack up your tent and go to the place that I will show you after you start moving. Well, show me and I'll go. No, go and I'll show you. Well, show me and I'll go. No, go and I'll show you. You know, most of us pray for change, but then when it comes, we have a tendency to fight it. Change can be very difficult. It's like we want something new, but we have a hard time letting go of the old. And so we're offering you some teaching today called How to Survive Change. You know, that's a really a lot of great word coming your way if you will just contact us and say, yes, I want to know how to let God change me, and I want to know how to change my word so I can have a better life. God's got such an awesome plan for each and every one of us, and yes, that includes you. I said, God has got an awesome plan for your life. And, you know, you may be sitting right now, maybe you feel like you're at the end of your rope, or you just feel like it's been so long since anything good has happened to you. But I can tell you that God does have a good plan for your life. And although you may be going through difficulties right now, you will come out of this, this too will pass, and there's good things on the other side of it. So don't you get discouraged and give up. God bless you, and have a great day. Life is full of change. If we can learn to trust God in times of change and allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives during change, we can experience the joy of His transformation in our lives. Learn how a transformed mind comes before a transformed life with Joyce's four-CD series, How to Survive Change. The Holy Spirit comes to work with you in your life to help work what's in you 
out of you and to work this transformation and this restoration in our life. And here's the good thing about the Holy Spirit. He's the only one who knows just the right timing in your life and just the right way to do things. And I tell you the truth, He is the Counselor. To order, call us toll-free at 1-800-727-9673 or visit us at JoyceMeyer.org. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate today? Well, whether you're having a good day or not, Joyce Meyer wants to teach you 20 ways to make every day better. Practical advice that you can apply right now to make a big difference, no matter how your day is going. Pick it up for you or to brighten someone else's day. Then, with God's help, turn bad days into good and good days into great with 20 ways to make every day better. New from Joyce Meyer. The proceeding was paid for by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries. You cannot blame and be blessed at the same time. You can play the blame game or you can be blessed, but you can't be both. And there's one that's calling you out of darkness into light, out of death into life. And he's saying, come on, I've opened a door no man can shut. Walk through it. It doesn't take faith to nest in the branches that are already there. It takes faith to see the tree when it looks like a seed. partner with Hillsong and be resourced for your life's journey. Imagine having a continuous stream of great messages, music, and merchandise designed to help you be an influence in every sphere of life. Imagine making a difference in a way that will literally surprise you every month. Introducing the Hillsong Team Box, an exclusive monthly subscription that delivers everything Hillsong directly to your door. Here's how it works. Each month, we'll send you the Hillsong Team Box full of exclusive resources at 50% off, free shipping in the U.S., and no hidden fees. You can't receive this mix of resources any other way. So what's in the box? A combination of the best of Hillsong and friends, worship, books, t-shirts, apparel, devotionals, and more. Join a group of people across the globe who are bringing the hope of Jesus to humanity. Visit hillsong.com forward slash team to join today. Join Brian and Bobby Houston and Hillsong United on a trip of a lifetime in the Hillsong Worship Experience Tour in 2017. For more information, visit hillsong.com slash Israel.
God says what you have is what you need. And God wanted to say that to a single mom today, that what you have is what you need. That He put enough in you to raise that child. He foresaw that you would be in the situation, and He compensated for what others didn't give you by putting a resolve and a crit and a determination in you that's more than enough. Let's go over and see Moses on the far side of the desert in Midian. The voice of God has summoned him from the crackling of a bush that will not burn but is on fire. And I think that's a picture of a life that is set on fire by faith, is that it burns up but it doesn't burn out. And now he's negotiating with God. And he says in Exodus 4, 1, What if they do not believe me or listen to me and say the Lord did not appear to you? And then the Lord said to him, What's that in your hands? He answered, and the Lord said, throw it down on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground. It became a snake, and he ran from it. Somebody say, smart guy. Well, then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out, took hold of the snake, and it turned back into a staff in his hand. This said the Lord so that they may believe the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. I really want to lift verse 4. The Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out, took hold of the snake, and it turned back into a staff in his hand. I need your help for one moment before you take your seat, and I need you to announce my message title to your neighbor. So put your hand on their shoulder, get their attention. And when you give them my title in a moment, I want you to holler at them. When you give them my title, I don't want you to whisper it, mumble it, suggest it. I want you to command it, okay? Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're dealing with. But God told me to tell you neighbor. You were my second choice. Don't be offended, but just know that God wanted me to tell you, handle it. Amen. Clap your hands. You may be seated. Thank you, worship team. Don't we have fun together? Don't we have a good time? Amen. Look at this because if you can have a flashback with me from when Tom Hanks was on that island alone and he, uh, he had to make friends with a volleyball. Now those of you who are participating in this portion of the sermon are old. I know only five of y'all would remember this reference, but in the movie Castaway where Tom Hanks 
had been alone so long that his only companion was a volleyball. And he called the volleyball what? Wilson. And they did a good job with that movie that, that they bonded you enough with the volleyball that you remember it as a character. You know, you can become so attached to something inanimate that it becomes lifelike to you. <laughs> Exhibit A, right? I remember when I first asked Chris Brown, I was like, you think I should get an iPhone? I don't know. I don't think I would, I don't think I would use it very much. <laughs> yeah, right. I just didn't know what it was capable of. Moses has a staff in his hand in Exodus chapter 4. And by the time God gets through showing Moses what that staff can do, Moses, I, wonder, I wonder if he got so attached to the staff that he ever gave it a name. Do you think, do you think he called it, what do you think he called it? I think he called it Rod. Even I feel a, a connection to my microphone. This particular microphone, when I go preach other places and they give me another mic, it takes me like five minutes to get it right in my hands because this one, I, I mean, I know this microphone. I know how to handle it. And I like having this microphone. I can control certain things about it, so I like the handheld microphone. I really like it. When I, when I want to preach, when I want to preach like I'm Drake, I can grab it up here. It's not the professional way to hold it. My sound guys hate that when I do that, but they put a special thing on it because they know I do it, so it doesn't make all this feedback. But anyway, it's my mic. It, it's, see, you can tell I have a close relationship because I gave it a name. I call it Mike. That's how close we are. Okay, I'll stop now. But in Exodus chapter 4, Mo Moses, he's, he's getting acquainted with his staff. He's, he's getting to know God, and he's getting to know Rod all in the same scene. And I like it because, um, well, I know something Moses doesn't know about what that thing is capable of. And when I'm watching Moses deal with this staff that will become in many ways so much of a part of his life that I wonder, did he feel like it was a part of him? Um, I, know, I know what this staff is going to do at the Red Sea. I know that when the Egyptians are chasing Moses and the Hebrew people, two and a half million strong out of Egypt, that, uh, that Moses is going to stretch that staff over that sea, and the right side of the sea is going to tell the left side of the sea, I'll see you in a little while. We've got to split up for a minute. I'll meet you back when the Egyptians hit the water, because... We're going to drown them, but we've got a part for God's people. How many know that God will direct the elements on your behalf when you're walking in faith? I found that to be true in my life. But, but that, was the, that was the staff that Moses stretched. That was the sea he stretched it over. He doesn't know this yet. We do. So I'm really interested because I feel like I, feel like I know the staff because I see it so many different times in the Scripture. I saw it one time when... Pharaoh wouldn't let the people go, and God told Moses, you know, take your staff and, uh, and stretch it out and strike the Nile River, the river in Egypt. And when you strike that river, it's going to turn from water to blood, and that will compel Pharaoh to give a second thought to keeping you enslaved. And, and he did that, and the water turned to blood. That staff, it's the same staff 
that's in chapter 4. It's the same staff in chapter 7. When he does, he strikes the Nile, turns to blood. Then he strikes the bloody Nile, and then some frogs start coming out of the Nile and cover the land of Egypt. And it was that same staff where he struck the Nile, same staff that turned into a snake in chapter 4, same staff in chapter 7. He struck the Nile, turned to blood, struck the Nile again, frogs came out. Then he struck the ground, he struck the dust. And then the uh, gnats came out of the dust. And so all this is happening with Moses in this staff. He doesn't know the staff is capable of all this. We do. And so I'm intrigued to know how did it start. And I'm intrigued to know that it started with a staff. I'm intrigued by that. started with something as simple as a staff. Because that same staff, when the people of God were thirsty one time and were complaining about it, God told Moses, I hate when my people complain, but I still love them enough to make sure they don't die. Aren't you grateful for God's patience with you? Well, he took the staff and he struck a rock with it and the water flowed out of the rock and the staff had this power that Moses couldn't have known that he had, the potential that he couldn't have known that it had. And, but he, when he used it in the, the right way, it did something that was cool. And water came out of the rock and they all drank from the water in the rock, that staff. And so, um, so I want to learn everything I can about this staff. I almost feel like it's a person to me. Because I saw Moses fight against the Amalekites. Well, he didn't fight against them. Joshua fought against them. And Moses had a job. He had to raise the staff. And while Moses was raising the staff, and Aaron and Herb got under his arms because he got tired holding it up. And when they supported him and he raised his staff, the Israelites were victorious on the battlefield. Often it's the support system that you don't see that produces the results that you're most concerned with. So while he's doing it and his hands are up, the Israelites win. His hands drop, they start losing, but it was the staff in his hands. It was the staff in his hands. Tell somebody next to you, there's a staff in your hands. And what's cool about it is that there are many lessons that, that we can learn, and we don't even have to be Moses delivering people out of, out of 430 years of slavery to learn them. We can just learn them for our everyday lives. And the first thing that I think the staff is saying to us in this message today is that everything you need is within reach. I heard a motivational speaker say that once. It rang true with me. That everything you need is within reach. Moses, in response to God's calling, I feel the Spirit of God on me today to preach this message, by the way, so you ought to be excited about what you're going to receive. He continues the conversation with God after God shows him who he is with the phrase that I, I preached a whole series around one time and the phrase is what if verse 1 Moses answered what if do you know how many dreams have died beneath the weight of that phrase what if what if is a it's a phrase that I like to refer to as fierce greatest hit what if what if I mean how many things in your life did you not do because what if? And how many things in your life did you do that you shouldn't have done because what if? How many nights could you have slept but what if kept you awake? How many mornings did you wake up anxious because what if was your alarm clock? What if? Not just what if, Moses wants to know. What if, pay attention to the next word, what if they? What if they. I'll say it a third time because I won't come on the screen and I think third time is going to be the charm. What if, it's in verse 1, what if they, what if 
The scripture doesn't come up, and I keep preaching anyway. But it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a good question, what if, and it's where many of us wonder and wander our whole lives, what if they, what if they laugh at me, what if they don't accept me. Now, on one hand, Moses is in a hypothetical situation because he hasn't even done anything yet, but he's just playing out the possible after effects of his obedience. What if they? But on the other hand, it's not hypothetical at all. It's historical because Moses is afraid of the same rejection that he experienced 40 years earlier, recurring for 40 years earlier that Moses had killed an Egyptian in defense of his people. And because he did the right thing the wrong way, he ended up on the run. And there's something about when you've tried to do the right thing and put your heart in something, but you did it the wrong way that you don't even want to try again. And so now Moses is asking something that's hypothetical, but it's based out of what is historical, and he's projecting his past into his potential, and it's his limiting factor, but God wants him to know that that's staff in your hand. Now to us, a staff is a shepherding instrument, and Moses was using it to tend his father-in-law's sheep. But to Moses, the staff represented a whole lot more than his vocation. It represented his mistakes. Because if he had never killed the Egyptian and ended up a fugitive on the run from Egypt where he was born into or adopted into royalty, he never would have had the staff in his hand. So when God tells him what's in your hand, it causes Moses to have to reckon with the mistakes that he's made that have landed him in the position that he's in because when God speaks to you about your potential, he will cause you to confront your past. Touch somebody say, handle it. So he says, what's that in your hand? And to Moses it's a staff, but to Moses it's also his past. And to Moses it's also his instrument, the thing that he has to do what he's doing. And so there's a whole lot happening in this staff. And yet God says, what you have is what you need. And God wanted to say that to a single mom today, that what you have is what you need. That he put enough in you to raise that child. He foresaw that you would be in the situation. And he compensated for what others didn't give you by putting a result. And a, and a determination in you that's more than enough. And everything you need is within reach. So leave your list of what you don't have alone today. What is that in your hand? The wisdom that you need is probably in a book that's on your shelf that you haven't read. I was talking to a guy who pastored a church one time that was bigger than mine. I said, I need some advice. And he said, I gave you a book. I said, you mean that book three years ago? He said, yeah, that book three years ago. Did you read it? I said, no, I didn't get around to it. He said, I knew that you were going to be at this place because I've been there, so I gave you what I knew you would need. You missed it. He said... He said, call me back when you read the book. At least read a couple chapters and we'll talk. What are we even going to talk about? You know, sometimes when you pray and ask God to download information about a decision, God, how should I handle it? He's like, did you even read the book that I... Book? And we've never lived in a time 
time where the information that is in the Word of God has been more accessible to us. My God, they'll send you alarms. They'll break it down for you. They'll give you a Bible reading in a year plan, Bible reading in the book of Psalms plan, a Bible reading in, 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 in southern dialect plan to give you a Bible reading, Bible, how to read the Bible with your dog in 32 days every morning on your walk with your dog, an audio Bible, a Bible in Braille. Touch somebody say, grab it. Grab it, grab it. You got to grab it. You got to go. Joy is there. You got to grab it. Wisdom is there. You got to grab it. It's there. The information that you need for the transformation of your life is waiting to be seized by those who will open their eyes to what they've been given. Am I preaching okay? So everything that you need is in your reach. It was something that he had already in his hand that produced what he needed to move forward into the future and to accomplish God's purpose in the earth. I'm moved by that because I get caught up in what I don't have. I know you don't. I didn't say you did. I said I do. get caught up in what I don't have. But here's, here's the thing the Lord is teaching me. It's less about what you have, and it's more about how you handle what you have. I'll prove it to you. Do you have Netflix? All right. Go on Netflix. Put it on, um, I think they have this on Netflix, 30 for 30. It's a documentary series from ESPN. Put it, put it on Broke. Put it on the one called Broke. It will show you athletes that made millions of dollars, and by the time their careers were over, they were in debt. Because it's not what you, it's how you, what you have. Say it again. Come on with me. It's not what you, it's how you, what you have. That's true with money. I've met rich people who are further behind than poor people. I've met poor people who are greedier than rich people. It's not what you have. It's how you handle what you have. That's what God wants to know. How are you handling it? It's not the woman you married. It's how you handle the woman that you married that determines whether you get the marriage that you want. Now, the selection process is important. You can cook better with good ingredients, but, <laughs> but I'm saying that somebody might be able to take your same ingredients and make something delicious. Because <laughs> it's not what you have, it's how you, what you, that determines what you do. I found out that teenagers think they're busy. They do. They'll tell you, I'm busy. How you doing? Man? Oh, God, I'm busy. You're busy? And they're 12 now. They're 13 years old. And I'd follow up with a question. Do you have a baby? Because if you don't have a baby, you don't know busy. Preach with me. Fact, I want all you busy 13-year-olds. You're so busy. I want you to find a 25-year-old uh, woman 
in the lobby, one that's got a little car seat that she's trying to carry on the way out the door from church, and walk up to her and tell her how busy you are, and watch her look back at you, and take about the next five minutes to show you that it's not how much stress you have, it's how you handle the stress that you have that determines, I'm saying you could do a lot more if you handled it differently. You could accomplish a lot more if you handled it differently. It's all in how you handle it. It's all in how you handle it. It's usually not the things that you think are stressing you out that are stressing you out. It's the things you are mishandling in other areas of your life that make you hate your job. Or it's the things you are mishandling in your job that make you hate your life at home. So now you come home and you take out your frustration from there on them because you didn't handle it here. Now it's showing up over there. Touch your neighbor, say handle it. You got to learn to handle it, whether it's weight in a weight room or whether it's life. See, because you keep asking God to take some of the weight off of your life, but faith doesn't take the weight off of my life. It shows me how to handle it. How many of you have a situation in your life today and you want God to show you how to handle it? Just wave your hand if that's you. Come on, just wave your hand if that's you. Well, see, God is, God is good and God is strong. God is great and God is good. And so God told Moses, I heard my people crying out and their cry reached me and I've come down to rescue them. That's what he told Moses in Exodus chapter 3. He said, I've seen my people in cruel oppression. I saw how Pharaoh was treating them. I see what you're going through. I see what it's like. I see that you're trying. And God said, I came, I came down, and I'm going to handle it. I'm going to handle this. I'm going to handle it. Now, before you get really excited about it, God has his own way of handling things. <laughs> so you'll be like asking God to send all the people away so they can get some food, and he'll tell you to steal a little boy's lunch and bring it to him. That's how he handles it. You'll be looking at Jericho and you'll see some big walls, and you'll be like, God, we need to knock these down. Will you handle it? And God won't give you a wrecking ball. He'll give you a trumpet. <laughs> because God has his own way of handling it. You'll tell him, I don't have anything to pay my debts off of, and he'll tell you, what do you have in your house? And you'll say, a little bit of oil, and he'll tell you to go to your neighbors and borrow jars. And you'll say, no, that's the problem. I'm in debt. I don't need to borrow anything else. And he'll say, but go to these people and borrow it in the right way. And when you borrow it in the right way, now you're going to get something that you didn't have because God has a strange way of handling things. Or you'll be praying that he would send the Messiah, and you'll be thinking that Thor is going to come down out of the sky and save the world. And God will show up and speak to a virgin girl and say that I know that even though you have been active with a man yet, your husband's going to want to divorce you. What's in you is conceived of the Holy Spirit, and it's going to come forth, and it's going to be the salvation of the world, but it's going to start in a manger because God's going to handle it in a strange way. I'm speaking to somebody. You're in a situation right now, and God is handling it, and you don't even know it because he's handling it in a cradle. And if the cradle isn't enough proof, he proves it on the cross when he defeats death with the very instrument that symbolizes its most violent nature. He doesn't 
defeat death with the tank. He doesn't defeat death with the sword. He defeats death with the cross because God has a strange way of handling your situation. I want to ask you a question. It's an important one, so I want you to really consider it. What's stopping you from moving forward in the ways that God has called you to move forward? And how can you find that next step of faith to take? Sometimes we just feel stuck. Sometimes we just need a push. Well, I've got a push for you today. So many times we overcomplicate it. We think, well, I have to do this and get that together if I was really going to grow in my faith and be what God has called me to be. And then we make a list of my long. Right. What if all God wanted from you today was one next step? Hmm. What if all you had to do was respond in faith and God would do the rest? I believe that's absolutely true. And if you feel stuck, we have a great resource for you that will show you a practical and understandable way to live your faith on a daily basis. All right, so I want, I want you to get this. Functional Faith. It's a seven-part series on faith that works. Right. This is a practical plan for being effective in your daily walk with Christ, and I want to share it with you today. Yeah, and the best part about this resource is it's more than sermons. We're still receiving testimonies of how through this series, God is changing hearts and releasing people to a simple but effective life of faith. You know, we can get all of the biblical knowledge in the world, but faith is not about a formula. Right. What we need is to take action with the knowledge we already have, to take a step. And when you take a step of faith, God will meet you there. I want you to take a step today. Request this series, Functional Faith. Get full of the Word of God. Get inspired to action. Get ready for what God has next in your life. I want you to call right now. Don't put it off. If you sit around and think about it and maybe I'll do it later. i got some things to do. No, no. That's the old you. Right now is your time to take action. Request this Functional Faith series today. It's a seven-part teaching. It's so much more than a teaching, though. It's a practical guide to get your faith in shape and see all that God has put in your heart come to pass. And we're going to send it to you with your gift of any amount to the ministry. Call now. Go online. We can't wait to get this resource to you. And here's some more details. You need a faith that works in the real world and in the midst of your specific challenges. It's time to live in a way that brings spiritual practices into your day-to-day. We would like to equip you with Functional Faith, a comprehensive seven-part teaching series that Pastor Stephen Furtick shared in his own church. Through this series, you can learn how to experience faith in a new and tangible way. Faith doesn't take the weight off of my life. It shows me how to handle it. My faith is not hostage to the outcome. My faith is an outlook. And to help you fully integrate these practical lessons, you'll also receive reminder bracelets to wear and share that illustrate Pastor Furtick's process for reframing life situations and more. To receive your copy of Functional Faith with your gift of any amount to this ministry, call or go online to stephenfurtick.com now. about your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend, so chill out. I'm not asking you to break up with somebody today. I'm talking about breaking up with comfortable Christianity. We've got your 2017 covered right here on the Hillsong Channel. I'm Brian Houston. Yeah. <laughs> you are watching Fears. 
We've got an exciting show in store for you today. Welcome, everybody, from wherever you're watching. God is the creator of history. Hello, somebody. Yeah. You don't want to miss a moment of this exclusive coverage. We're going to take you everywhere you need to go. They'd ask questions like, well, how come we don't have a house, Mummy? And I didn't know who I was. We've had the opportunity to travel around the world. Things can get pretty crazy. I'm in a virgin suit. I will never forget what I saw that night. We champion women. And this is what do you think? The church's advancement. So blessed. More than 28,000 delegates from more than 70 nations are represented here. And you'd be surprised what people say. It's about how you finish. A year of bringing you the best on the Hillsong Channel. Imagine a way that you could partner with Hillsong and be resourced for your life journey. Well, the Hillsong Channel is such a blessing to us and the opportunity to take television around the world. I would love you to become part of a subscription where we will send you a team box. In other words, every month you will get all sorts of books, resources, information that will help you to feel like you're part of our team and will help us to take this great message forward. Join Brian and Bobby Houston and Hillsong United on a trip of a lifetime in the Hillsong Worship Experience Tour in 2017. Experience life-changing moments as the Bible comes alive. Experience worship with Hillsong United in places that Jesus walked. This will be an unforgettable adventure, so don't miss out. For more information, visit hillsong.com slash Israel. I'm Stephen Furtick, and you're watching the Hillsong Channel. Oftentimes our flesh craves happiness. We're either on two quests, a quest for happiness or a quest for wisdom. Happiness is, is like what the world says. If it feels good, do it. If it feels good, do it. If you feel like going out with her, do it. If you feel like going out with them, do it. If you feel like buying that thing, do it. If you feel like spending that money, do it. If you feel like doing those things, do it. But the truth is, it might be happy for a moment, but it's a pathway towards destruction in the end. Right? It sets us up with regrets. And I wish I wouldn't have done that. I wish I would have listened to wisdom. And we're either on a happiness quest or we're on a wisdom quest. Today, I want to give you a brief introduction of who she is. Who is she? She is the voice of wisdom. The voice of wisdom. She, in Proverbs chapter 1, is described as...
enjoy Stingray music free on your mobile. Uh, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Happy, happy, Joe. Good morning. Why are you, Mr. Richardson? I'm not sitting at my bench, but I'm trying to make it up in here today. I ain't been this week. I said, you still fighting that cold? Push your way through, brother. Push your way through. You're cheering me. You're right. I ain't had a cold like this in years. And then asthma attacks, too. Popping up behind, they pop. Mm. Oh, they popping like nobody business. They ain't had one of these in years. Like, like, like this. Yeah, I just had to get on so I can listen. Uh, you want to open up and press, sir? I'll do the best I can, sir. Dear most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, it's once again, oh Lord God, our honor and a privilege to enter into your throne room of grace and mercy, Lord God, to attain the grace and the mercies in our time of need. Oh, Father God, we give thanks and praise to you for the newness of this day. We give thanks and praise to you, Lord God, for things being as well as they are. We thank you, oh, Heavenly Father, that you have washed over us, Lord God, even as we was lying in our beds resting, Lord God. You charged your angels to keep a watch over us, protecting us from the hands of the enemies, Lord God. We thank you, oh, Lord God, that our beds was a bed of rest, Lord God, that healed so our bodies could receive the the healing that it needs, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who kneels and calls out each and every one of our names before your throne room, Lord God, for mercy, Lord God, on our behalf, Lord God, and interceding and praying, Lord God, that the devil would not just, would not sift us as weak, Lord, Lord God, but we be strengthened, Lord God. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for this call, Lord God, for this is the place, Lord God, you have called us to come to assemble ourselves, to commune with you, and to share with our brothers and sisters how good and great our God is, Lord God, to be a testimony, Lord God, of how you have delivered us, how you have saved us, how you have kept us, how you have redeemed us, how you, how you have given salvation to each and every one of us, Lord God. We come, Lord God, just praising you, Lord God, for that chief cornerstone, Lord God, the ones that the builders rejected, who have now became the, the chief cornerstone, Lord God, the head cornerstone of all of, Lord God, our faith and our hope and our trust, Lord God, that true foundation, Lord God, of which your principles have been established upon, Lord God. Father God, if it wasn't for that foundation, Lord God, we would have nothing to build upon. So, Father God, we just praise you. We thank you, Lord God. I thank you, O oh God, for this man of God who you have, uh, have ordained and have uh, 
has appointed to be head of this call, Lord God. So he stands in the gap and he cares and loves for each and every one of us. He lifts our names up before you, Lord God, and he prays and intercedes on our behalf, Lord God. So we want to thank you, Lord God, and we ask you for, for a blessing upon him, Lord God, that you will crown him with more wisdom, with knowledge, with grace and understanding, Lord God. Let him continue to do what you have called him to do. All my sisters, Lord God, and brothers who come on this call, Lord God, let them come with the pureness of heart, Lord God. Let them come with a new spirit and a new mind, Lord God, to seek you, Lord God, first, Lord God, for their guidance, for the way that they should go. Cover, keep, and protect them, Lord God. Father God, even now, my, yes, I suffer through my the problems, Lord God. With my help, I'm going to give you praise, Lord God, because you are that bomb in the Gilead, Lord, Lord God, who was able to heal me of these affirmities, these afflictions, Lord God, that has been cast upon me, Lord God. I give praise and thanks to you, Lord God, for you're turning things around for my good, Lord God. I even lift up my sister Maria, La Francia Maria uh, Mathis, for Lord God, that you would touch her, Lord God, heal her body, mend her body, Lord God, mend the wounded spirit, Lord God, let her lift and call upon your name and reach to the heavens, Lord God, to receive her healing, Lord God, for your virtue is flowing from heaven and healing our bodies, our minds, our soul, our spirits, Lord God, you're turning everything around for each and every one of us, Lord God, I thank you for my sister Erica, Lord God, who imparts her wisdom and her knowledge and the counsel that you have given unto her. I thank you, O Lord God, for Felicia Marie, Lord God, and Maria, as, 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 and also all the many others that come on this call, Lord God, to break the bread of life, Lord God, because these are the words and the things that you have placed on their hearts, Lord God. If they're not bashful by, uh, by sharing the marvels, Lord God, that you have given them, given them to share with us, Lord God. Cover, keep us, and protect us throughout this day. Give strength to us, Lord God, so we can run on to see what the end is going to be. Lord God, we ask you to cover our families, Lord God. Cover our nations, cover the children, cover this land, Lord God, for this land need a healing, Lord God. For I'm reminded about your word, you say, if your people who are called by your name shall humble themselves, pray, seek your face, turn from their wicked ways, and then you will heal from heaven and you will heal the land, Lord God. This land need a healing. Our minds need a healing. Our bodies and our soul and our spirits need a healing right now, Lord God. For we are going through trying times, Lord God. We're just, but it's just a test to see whose report will we believe. And your report tells us, Lord God, that we are overcomers. We will not be a victim, Lord God, but we will be victorious to those who love you. So, Father God, I even lift up those who are unsaved in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that they will seek you, Lord God, that they will come and draw nigh to you, and that they will come into a place that they can hear a random word that has been planted in the, in the hearts and the mind of, of the shepherds that you have placed, Lord God, to impart those words. And even those who will say, break the word, Lord God, let them be pure in heart and spirit, Lord God. Let them come with a righteous spirit and a righteous mind, confessing and, 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 and breaking the bread of life to those who need to hear it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Randy to go see did to go say she to go her randy to go did to go brandy she did to go brandy to go say she to go say she to go say she to go son randy to go saka 
Yes, Holy Spirit, we praise your name. Oh, Lord. Mm, wow. Thank you, Father. Wow. Mm. Kush grandirikose kekeke. Grosh grandirikose dakaka. Grosh grandirikose shirikose. Yes, 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 Father, the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Thank you for that anointing, for that covering. Father God, we praise your name. Mm. There's power in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, yes. Mm. There's power in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost anointed power. Oh, Lord, yes. Mm. Oh, Father God, we praise you for the opportunity to be able to use that name. Oh, Father God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, oh, Father, for breaking the bondages. Oh, Lord. So many things that have been holding us down and holding us back, Lord. Yakaha. Oh, Father God, for releasing unto us your favor. Your love, your grace, and your mercy, Lord. Mm. There's power in the name of Jesus. (sighs) Yes, Lord. Let's go forth into your presence, Lord. We're entering into your throne. As the glory of the Lord enters in. Mm. Let the word of God come forth. Let the anointing of the king go forth. We seek your face this morning, Lord. We seek your presence, Daddy God. Oh, Lord, yes. Holy Ghost, anointed power. Mm. That's what makes a difference. Oh, God, yes. 
Mm. Ooh, Lord, let's just get a touch from you today, Lord. If I can just touch the hem of your garment, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord, we praise your name. We thank you, Father. Speak to our hearts, Lord. Transition us to becoming the men and women that you've called us to be. Thank you, Daddy God. Pusha. Chirosia Kubuzaka. Chusia Mosika Radokosike. Ah, yes. Move an author right now, Lord. Touch him. Touch him. Mm. Touch him right now, Father. Let your spirit move in his life. Oh, yes, yes, yes. As the Holy Ghost ministers to that man of God, Lord, mm, holding on to him, Lord, yes. Touch him, Daddy God. Let him have an experience with you right now, Lord. Keep him safe in your presence as he goes further along the road that you call him to walk. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, brother. Amen, my man. Amen. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Hoop, baby. Hoop. Anybody else on the line want to pray? That's my gospel, Johnny Gill. Lord, 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 Lord. <laughs> I saw you. Are, you are the new addition. That <laughs> <laughs> was kind of good. I'm going to give you that. That was kind of good. Yeah. That's creativity, deliverance. That, that was kind of good. That was good. How's the weather there? Uh, we got snow. Got snow. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Being that it's 32 here. Oh, uh, 32 there, Yeah. It was 22. It warmed up to 32. It's supposed to get up to 40. So, <laughs> I'm sure you all got something. Yeah, I think by the end of the week, we're supposed to be um, close to 50. So. But it is what it is. Yes, yes, yes. 
Arthur. I said, you ever see Jake Irby? No, no, I don't. Um, last I saw Jake was when his daughter graduated from high school, what, two years ago? And oh, she was Val and Val of the class and got all these big scholarships and everything. Oh, so if I should see him, yeah, she got, she, she did well. But I think she went to the military, off a military scholarship and stuff like that. But that's the last I heard of him. I think my father kind of like hears from him every now and then. He's good people. Jake Irby's good people. Well, anybody else on the line I want to pray for? I start these listeners. This, this, this. Going once. Going twice. Going three times. All right, you. Here we go. We're at it again. Moving out. We're moving in. Father, father, father. Morgan Farley. Rush Corandi. The position, 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 Yes, 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 Father, we praise you. Nick Brandon Holly Samantha Rush go session 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 go Randa Rush go session go session go session go session go session go session go Sarafra Rush go session go session go session go session go session go Raka Rush go Saga Yaraka Sakara Marissa Marsha Maya Randa go did the Gandhi the Gundi the Gandhi the Gundi the Gandhi the Gundi Rush go Saraka Randa go did the Gandhi the Gundi the Gandhi the Gundi the Gaskar Randa go Saka Randa go Saga Sakara Faith, justice, love, Muhammad. Hush, grandiri, go say shiri, go sandraka. Hush, grandiri, go say shiri, grandraka. Hush, grandiri, go say shiri, go say shiri, go sandraka. Hush, grandaka, yadaka, sakara. Charles Griggs. Hush, grandiri, go say shiri, grandaka. Hush, grandiri, go say shiri, go say shiri, go sandraka da. Hush, grandiri, go say shiri, go say sandraskara. Hush, grandiri, go say shiri, go say shiri, randaka. Hush, grandiri, go say shiri, go say shiri, randaka. Sakara. <laughs> Push Grandi to go to the Gosish to go Saraga, Push Grandaka, Sakara. Brandis Kids, Hush Grandi to go to the Gorandi to go Sish to go Daraga, Push Grandi to go to the Gorandi to go Sish to go Saraga, Push Grand
Pushing the little go round the go sushi to go saga. Pushing round the go sakara. Every person who go sushi to 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 go saga. Pushing the little go round the go sushi to go sushi to go saga. Round the go sushi to go sushi to go sushi to go saga. Pushing the saga sakara. Go try to come to school, sir. go to the go round the go sushi to go sushi to saga. Randagodigarandagosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosigosig
much is on my mind Lonely hearts don't deserve the one you know will love you then Open up so he can breathe again And put the storm to rest Cause when I close my
trauma center church, which go
I almost get it totally programmed. Something happened. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm like, maybe I need to just quit trying. You know, leave leave it halfway empty. I know that feeling, and I'm one of those people. I don't have to have a new phone every time you turn around. I'll keep the same one for two or three years. You know. <clears throat> and I got another new juicer. I had my juicer yesterday. First time I used it, it started acting crazy. I took it right back. I don't blame you. Shoot. <laughs> Not one bit. Oh. I got a neutral bullet that's starting to act a little bit crazy, but I guess it's maybe time. I've had it. I've been using it three years now. Oh, okay. Almost four, so, yeah. Oh, you got your money's worth. Yeah, that's what I said, too. So, I'm going to keep using it till it die completely. <laughs> then I'll, uh-huh. I'll see I, you. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Finish this list real quick. Okay. Uh, New Legacy, Lani, Yaka, Randall, Gosechi, 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 Felicia, Russia, Sisha, Gosisha, 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 Sakura. 
I've just been extremely lazy mm-hmm. and um, just tired, like I'm walking around in a malaise. No matter, I, I keep trying to pull myself out of it, but it's it's just been very difficult, and I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know. It's more than just the time change, that's for sure. Yeah, I understand. So I just have to keep fighting and have to keep um, reciting positive affirmations in Scripture. Yep. We can't stop. we got to keep on pressing on. Yep. So I got to get it. I got to get it back in order because that alone is bothering me. That's adding to it. You know, I was listening to a preacher this morning, and he was talking about sometimes if your work life, if you're not doing what you're supposed to do on your job, it can affect your home life. And and if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing at home, it can affect your work life, you know. And I never looked at things from that perspective, you know. Uh So... I uh I missed my class Monday. My shoulder was still bothering me. Um, I think I told you I had a uh, cortisone shot in it Thursday morning. Oh. Uh-huh. And uh, so it was kind of bothering me on and off the weekend and stuff. But I missed my class Monday, and I probably should have just endured the pain and went, you know, but I didn't. Fighting through things can be challenging at times. Yeah, it can be, but I really probably needed that that spiritual camaraderie, you know. Uh huh. That I missed out on. already called and told him I'm late because of traffic. I'm going to just take full advantage of it and give another five minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ain't mad at you, woman. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Got a nerve to be cold here. Uh, cold everywhere. They I don't. know. And they said somewhere like in uh, um, up on the East Coast, they got like 20 inches and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 25 degrees here. Wow. And I know. I'm like, what the heck? We went from, like, summer summer weather, spring weather, summer weather, to back to total winter weather. Right, I know. And not just a few days. It's going to be like this all this week. Mm-mm, okay. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yep, yep, yep. Well, like I say, we're in the last days. That's for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I um definitely agree. Ooh, it sounds good and strong now. Hey, okay, I'm about to put it to work. <laughs> there you go. What kind of juice you making? Uh, I'm going to start off with cantaloupe. Oh, that sounds good. 
cantaloupe is good for your pancreas and stuff like that, and that's got, you know, like, people have stuff, problems with, um, with pancreas, like, for uh, not high blood pressure, sugar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, good for your pancreas, and then um, I do, like, a fruit juice just because I like the taste. That's when I have, like, different apple, pear, peach, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I do vegetables. Now, I do some. I do cabbage sometimes. Cabbage is, a, everybody talks about the vitamin Q, but it's yeah. good for nerves. It heals ulcers, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. When you drink yeah. it, you got to drink it, like, immediately. Yeah, I know what you mean. What if you took the cabbage and mixed, and mixed it with a little bit of apple? Um, You know what? You probably could just for taste if you wanted to. Yeah. Hmm. You could, yeah. but I just, I just do it. I mean, and it's funny because it's, it's like sometimes I drink cabbage juice and it's fine. Sometimes I drink it and I, my body just goes like, you can just, it's uh-huh. like, oh. Yeah, buddy. Oh. Don't I know about that? <laughs> okay, here's something I wanted to say, uh, tell you that nobody knows. I've just been looking into it, and and it's prop. <laughs> um, so I've been looking into this um program regarding eating and stuff, and um. It's expensive. That's the problem. So I'm praying about that, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, most of my eating is psychological. That's the bottom line. It's it's psychological. But I feel like I'm spiraling now, and that's scaring me because mm-hmm. I feel like I can't get a handle on it. I just struggle every single day. I wake up. I pray about it every day. I wake up with these intentions of doing right, and before I get to work on most days, I've already screwed up. <laughs> and, yeah, and I don't know what that is. And my daughter kind of mentioned it to me. She was here over the weekend, and she's like, Mom, you working on your weight and stuff? Because they're just flabbergasted because they've never seen me this big. And I'm not, like, obese big, but I'm big, okay? So I just know. I feel like that could change at any moment because I'm I'm just I feel like I'm spiraling. And I think that's part of what's depressing me along with trying to figure out what I'm gonna do work wise and just stuff, you know. So I'm just praying for answers on that because I don't have any money to I don't have any money especially to throw away, but I don't have any money, okay? <laughs> you know, so I'm just I'm just really praying and I'm I'm and I had to be honest with the Lord. One of my friends told me um well she kind of said like your prayer for the weight is maybe not being honored because of um the vanity aspect. But I told her I said and this is what I said to the Lord the other day. I said, "Lord, I want to lose weight." Number one, I want to look like myself, back like myself, and I want to feel good. I want it for healthy reasons, but I want to look better too, Mr. Sam, and I feel like God already knows that, so ain't no need of me saying what's politically correct other than what's the truth. And this, you know, and it's a trivial, this is 
probably considered a trivial conversation compared to everything that's going on with people in the world and people on this prayer line, but I, so it's affecting my health a little bit. I can feel it in my body. So that's why I really need to get a handle on it, too, and I want to look good like I used to, okay? <laughs> so there you have it. It's out there on the table now. <laughs> well, dear, I, I'll give you the short version. For the long version, you need to sign up an Erica's counseling course. <laughs> you, you got you got a counselor on the line who probably like, no, he didn't just throw me under the bus. But, yeah, because, I mean, the, the reason I say the, the short version is because even in your prayers, it's just it's it's a lot more underlying factors that things that need to be dealt with, things that need to be looked at. Yeah, and, and that that's really what it is. Cause see, I've even in your tone, even when we were talking about the depression, it's some things that are pulling on you, and it has allowed some gates to be opened in the spiritual arena. That's why you're feeling it like that oppression. But there are some there are some issues that need to be dealt with that are buried. So that's the short version. Yep. The long version, talk to Erica. <laughs> I don't even have Erica's number. I don't even, I, I need somebody that I can talk to and be real with. So I don't mm-hmm. have her, I don't have her information. Okay, I get to you. <laughs> okay. And would you make her aware that I'm calling, you know? She's probably listening. Okay. <laughs> calling me a bunch of names right now. Like, no, he just don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and here's the thing. You think, you, you go back through your mind, and I have, and you think, okay, what am I not addressing? What's wrong? What is it? And I don't know. I don't and, and know. That, 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 so, you know what? And the thing is, a lot of times we don't know or we think we know, and it could a lot of times it's so different from what God's trying to tell us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I see. Yeah, I hear my phone. <laughs> I know she was getting. I hear my phone. <laughs> uh oh. Sorry, Miss Erica. <laughs> well, God said He was sending you clients, baby. It ain't my fault you ain't got your business up and running. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh yeah, she gonna be sending me messages. You should, you, you should. You, you. <laughs> I know. I love you. you. <laughs> I love you too, and I love your daughter. <laughs> Maybe that'll help. <laughs> oh Lord, because uh, Erica is Punch's mom, right? Right, 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 okay. right. Yeah. So, so there you go. That's self-explanatory. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. But I was matter of fact, uh, Stephen Furtick this morning. He said something was profound, and it's the same thing we've been saying on this line. You know, when God's trying to get you to go into your, you know, down in your future, he, you got to deal with your past. Yep. yep. And that's the part that so many of us don't want to do. Boy, you just almost made me jump out of my seat. Cause how about I just got my CD from Stephen Furtick. Uh, on faith, honey. Mm. I found this little white boy about two, three months ago. I don't know how long he's been coming on. I'm thinking not long. I know he's part of that Hillside group, a okay. Hillsong group. 
But I'm like, why am I just now finding him? Because I was, and, and I know sometimes you, you turn to Joyce Myers and, and they're all with the kids and, and the poor and everything. And, and I'm, I, I totally get that. I do what I can at church for the um, missionaries. But sometimes you like, I just need to be fed this morning, Joyce. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to click on somewhere else, you know. And mm-hmm. I ran across Stephen Furtick. And this was, like I said, about two, maybe three months ago. And I'm like, where, has this, where am I just now finding him? Mm-hmm. And I really like him. And he reminds me of, we have a youth pastor at our church named Pastor Daniel who has a little, who dresses the same, has a little swag like that, who grew up around a lot of African-Americans, you can tell, just by the way he preaches, you know. Mm-hmm. And Stephen reminds, uh, they remind me of each other. Okay. Yeah. But um, I, I like him. I, I like him. I do. I do. Yep, so yep. I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm grasping at straws in my faith and in my relationship with God. I don't know why I'm crying. I don't even know where this is coming from. But I do because I'm I'm always trying to find a word. And in that word, I'm looking for a message. I'm looking for direction, but I feel like I'm not getting direction. But I keep looking, and I keep looking, and I'm like, Lord, you said knock, and the door shall be open. You said search, and you shall find I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, but I'm I feel I still feel like I'm just in that You know what? <laughs> Have you seen the movie Get Out? Mm, no. You need to see it. And because there's a part in there where it talks about being in a sunken place, and that's kind of how I feel. Mm. Like I can like I can just I'm almost I can almost I just, I'm just in a sunken place and I'm grabbing and I'm reaching and I'm trying to free myself and I can't, you know. And that's, that's the way I feel in everything, in the job, in the weight, in my personal life, in my friendships. That's the way I feel. The only thing that I can say I'm, I'm secure in God in is my relationship with my children. And that's, I think, because they know God so well, you know. Well, you know, it's because they know God is what I'm saying, and they and they, they practice their faith, you know. They're still young adults, and, but they, you know. So, good morning. Good morning. Hey, lady. Hey, who is this? Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hey. No, I I wasn't going to um I decided to make it a practice to kind of just be quiet um for a while. But I I do feel like I I just would like to share, if I may. Yeah. Um, some some comments or just some thoughts on what you were saying. Um Okay, Dorothy. I'm gonna call you Dorothy for a minute. Okay. So, you know, Dorothy, you know, whether you come out Judy Garland or Diana, you know, whether it's the one with gold or not, same same concept. The entire time that she, you know, kept saying that she was trying to get home, Mm -hmm. what did we find out at the end? She had the power the whole time. She kept looking 
she kept looking externally for mm-hmm. something that she had been given when she very, if you think about it, when she very first got there. She she had it all along. Yeah. But, you know, she kind of went through the journey, right? But then it gets to the point where she reaches the whiz, well, for us it would be the whiz, Richard Wire, and to find out, you had the power all along because this is a fox. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So when, I, when I've been listening to you, because I kind of get on and just don't say anything a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, okay, so after what I just heard you say now, I really believe that you are a Dorothy because you just said, well, you know, I've been looking here, I've been looking there, I've been doing this, I've been doing that, and you just, it seems like I just can't pull myself out. Well, throughout your journey, God has been depositing into you all this time. Don't think yeah. that he hasn't. You know, he's been placing the deposits, but it gets to a point where he's going to say, all right now, or where he says, okay, I've given you this, I've given you that, I've given you this. Now it's time to actually use what I've already given you. It's like, you know, getting an allowance. When I was in school, you know, my mom would put, you know, $20, $40, you know, every two weeks when she got paid into my account. And she keeps mm-hmm. putting it. And I, had, and I had money. So after a while, she's like, I'm not giving you no more money. You haven't even used what I gave you. Right. Okay. And so sometimes, you know, he wants us to use the allowance he already gave us. He wants us to use the use the tools and use the weapons that he already gave us to pull our own self out before he'll give you anything else. So okay. what I'm saying is that is that you already have it. He's already given you. Because if you are actively seeking him, he's not going to leave you out there like that hanging. You're right. Think about it. Is he just yep. going to leave you out there like that hanging? Absolutely not. We know he don't roll like that. He so sure does. you already have it. But what, but what it is is sometimes our lack of self-esteem or our lack of self-confidence or our self-worth isn't what it needs to be. Or, yeah. um, you know, subconsciously we, we, we look to, to outside forces or external forces Mm-hmm. to pour into us so that if we fail with, you know, our concept of failure, if we fail, then we have something else to blame other than us mm-hmm. because our self-esteem is so fragile we can't take it. We can't take yeah. it. You see what I mean? So what I'm yeah, saying I do. is that if you've been actively pursuing all this time, you already have what you need. You you just have to kick Vanessa in the butt, sorry, in the butt, and say, hey, get you know, get somewhere, really meditate on it, pray, meditate, activate what's already there. It's there, Dorothy. You already got the shoes on. You already got some little yeah. red shoes. Activate it. But see, once you once you make that connection inside of you, and you activate that thing, then it's gonna be on and popping after that. Because your because once your power is activated, not only will you have the power to do all of the things that it is that you um you know constantly petitioning God to do, that He's already mm-hmm. given you. But then you'll be able to help other people with well. And I because remember, uh huh. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was about to say because you know that this thing is not about us anyway. It's not. Sure is. It's isn't. not about us anyway. So 
it's, so you you need to you have a duty and an obligation to activate that not just for you but for all of the other people who need your service. Right, exactly. Exactly. And I just feel like I got to I a lot of times I'm I'm re, I'm I'm reluctant to talk about certain things because they tend to be the same things and I don't want anybody to be like, Here she goes again. So it's like I, I just it's like, Okay, Lord, I know I've heard from you before. I know you've guided me, but you're moving a little too slow on some things. I'm this is just real talk with us and I'm like yeah, what you know, I'm like Okay, so what is, I mean, it's like, why can't I beat this food thing? Why can't I beat it? Why does it, why is it so much worse than ever the last couple of years? Is it because I'm dwelling on it too much? Is it because what is this? And like I, like I said earlier, this is such a minor issue compared to my aunt having cancer and, and people having this and, and you know, but I know that if I keep eating this way and living this way, it's going to take me out. Hello. This is what you want. Mm-hmm. I said, so that's, you know, that's what it wants. But here's the thing, Vanessa. The thing is, can you hear me? I can't. Okay. Here's, here's the thing. You keep struggling with it because you you haven't. See, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired of something, let me tell you something. You you will go through fire. You know, um, 50 cents movie, Get Rich and Die Time? Yeah. You'll take yep. it or die trying. You're not yep. you're not there yet. You're not sick and tired of being sick and tired. You haven't made the decision yet. Because you'll know when you made the decision that enough is enough about something. Just like women with abuse when they kill yeah. somebody, they kill their husbands or package them babies and leave or you know, whatever else it takes or when you walk out, when you quit your job and you stick in your neck and you walk out doing a presentation. That type of stuff, you sick and tired, you'll know you're sick and tired, and you're not there yet. Because when you really get there, I'm, I'm talking about for real, for real, get there. Yeah. There is a connection that happens. There is an activation that happens. If you petition, if you, if you dig down deep, there is an activation that happens. And what God are you trying to do? You talk, you know, like people in the, in the movie, who conjure up with you the spirit. You know, yeah. It will engage. Am I saying it's going to happen overnight? No. Is there a process? No. Is there a technique? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and we you know, need some innovation. Uh-huh. But what I'm talking about is the spirit. I can't hear you, baby. Okay. Hello. Is that better? Okay. Yes. Is it better? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing um, slid around. But I'm talking about the decision, Vanessa. Everything yeah. you start is decision, revelation, follow through. That's my formula. Decision. You're actually deciding for real. Not. I'm talking about for real, for real, for real to make a change. Oh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. No, it's revelation, decision, follow through. When when it's revealed to you that something needs to change, the decision. Because yeah. just because you have the revelation doesn't mean you're going to do something about it. It can be revealed to me that I'm an a hole, but maybe I like being an a hole. So I'm gonna keep being an a hole. So now we stop the revelation. Yeah. 
than decision. You know, now this has been revealed to me, so now I'm going to make a a decision, a conscious choice to do something to make a change, to do something to kickstart transformation. But the follow-through is where so many of us get caught up. We get caught up at the follow-through part because the follow-through is the work. The revelation is not the work. The decision is not the work. But the follow-through where you actively have to take steps and take measures to make a change, that is the work. And that's how it is. You know how we do. The work is hard. We don't want to do the work because that means that we have to be uncomfortable. That means that we're going to have to do some stuff we don't want to do. That means that we're going to have to suffer a little bit. Oh, my God, that is so true. And, and sometimes when we feel like we've suffered so much already and we just want to, we just, let me, let me back up, not even say want to, we deserve to feel good for a little while, that's when we, that's when we, ooh, just a little bit, just a little bit. But the problem is now a little bit turns into a lot of it, and now we kick, we kick ourselves all the way right to the, so now we have the vicious cycle. But the problem mm. is, every Jesus time we go the cycle, though, the mm. erosion gets worse, and we're like a like a yes, uh, all yes, tire. Yes, it gets worse and worse. Yes. And worse. So the the round two of of the, of the vicious cycle is not going to be as bad as round seventeen. Oh my by, god! By, by the time round seventeen happens, there's no more tread on the tire at all. Now, when it rains, your ass is going to end up wrapped around a tree somewhere. Because we didn't stop that mess while we still could have went to Firestone and got them, them tires under control. Mm. Lisa, that was a boy. And, and that, that, that's it in a nutshell. I've got a guy that I trained with last year, very reasonable, very gifted. You could tell it was a passion versus more money. Yeah, he makes money, but not like these other people that gouge you. You know what I'm saying? And he has been right in the middle of it, he left because he had to go out of town and work. But he was like, Vanessa, I gave you everything you need. Long story Mm. short, he's back, and he's been reaching out to me. How's it going? What's going on? Sending me inspirational things, and Mm -hmm. and he keeps telling me, you know, every week I've called. I say, okay, Daniel, next week we should be able to start. Things are looking better with me and my aunt. I'll call you tomorrow. And okay. you know what? What's funny? Or I'll say, you call me tomorrow. Can you call me around six? And I'll look, and 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 six thirty will come up, and he hasn't called. Seven will come up, and he hasn't called. And you know why? Mm. Because, like he said, you gonna know when you ready. I'm here mm. when you ready. Mm. Mm. And at first, I was like, I thought I told him, to and it's like, no, because if you want this. You gonna call mm. me and be like, "Hey, I thought you was." Yes. Like, I mean, oh, he just God. so he's so yes. real about it, yes. you know. Yes. And yes. yes, And he sent me this this wonderful thing on Les Brown, which I need to send. And it was talking about how mm-hmm. not making a small decision turns into a big mess, mm. and how when you have a decision to make. Make the decision. Why does the doctor have to tell you that you have diabetes or you're going to die if you don't lose weight before you lose mm-hmm. weight? So he, he he's really good about that. He won't say a mm-hmm. word. He'll just all of a sudden something, uh, uh, YouTube will come across my screen from Daniel, and it'll be mm-hmm. something about 
life in general and, and weight and how everything coincides with each other, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, he sent me a really good one on uh, the power of meditating and positive affirmation, and it was scriptural-based, and mm-hmm. it, was, it, was, it trains you how to write. And it said the best time for this to take is at bedtime. When you go to bed, Turn off everything. That's my problem. I'm a TV junkie, too. And that, that's a trick of the devil. We know that. We know that. Everything that I do, Lisa, is, is a numbing thing. It's a numbing process for me okay. not to have to face what's going on with me, for me to continue to get over my husband's death, and it's going on four years, and I'm thinking I should be done with that, you know. And so I watch an exuberant amount of TV. Okay. Just crazy amounts, okay? And I didn't used to do that. I watched it, but I didn't used to do that. Mm-hmm. And so the affirmation back to that, it was saying, start speaking while you're laying there in the bed. Start mm-hmm. speaking what you want in your life. Start speaking mm-hmm. the scriptures. Start speaking about God. Start this, start that. And mm-hmm. you'll fall asleep while you're saying this. And it'll be in your subconscious. And in your spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's when things will start to take. It's just a different approach on, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On, on, on life and death in the tongue. Let's put it that way. Definitely. And, and, that, and you know what? You said something that almost made my whole, I just put my socks on. They almost fell back off. <laughs> um, you said that your trainer said, I guess he was your trainer, that, yeah. you know, when you're ready, you'll call me, and that is so yeah. true. And that's something that, that I that I finally had to get. When somebody wants something or someone or a situation or job, whatever, you, you don't wait. You don't right. wait. When, you, when people really want something, they go after what they want. There is no waiting. There is right. no none of that because you, you see the urgency or you see – the value in it, or you see, um, you know, this is something that I must have. Like, you know, like if you, you know how we do, like if there's a car or an outfit mm-hmm. in the mall, and sometimes, you know, it's like, all right, the sales lady just told me that this is going on sale next week, but nope, I mean, this is like, because it's, I mean, you see it, and it's so beautiful, it strikes a chord in you, and you're like, yep. no, I really like it, I don't want to run the risk of it not being here, so let me get it now. Because mm-hmm. you realize that it's something that's valuable, you know, yep. and that's just the truth. And when people talk about patience and patience, no, you're scared. Or, no, you don't really see the value in it. Or sometimes we just plain too selfish and self-destruct. It could be a thousand different things. Yeah. You know, and so, and so that's so true is that um, when you really want something, you just like right now, you know, you're, you're crying out, oh, I need help, you know, because you realize that you need it. You know, um, and so he was so right about he was so right about that. Um, and I was I would just say that um, you again that that you're right about the numbing. You know about the about because it's replacement. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's distraction, but it is so. So now, what do we do? Fifty Cent said in his book, um, the fiftieth rule that he wrote with um, Robert Greene. He said. Mm-hmm. Every bad thing that happens to me, I always flip it for good. So that's why I never lose. I always mm-hmm. win no matter how bad it is. We got to flip. 
So if you're using those things for distraction, if that's your coping mechanism, cool. We can, let's embrace that. Let's let's take that thing. But mm-hmm. why don't we focus on on being distracted by something else? Every single time, because what you feed is what will grow. Whatever mm-hmm. flowers you water is what's going to grow. You know, yep. what you continually give energy to is what's going to be the strongest. So if we give energy to food and TV, that's what's going to, that's what's going to overtake you, and it's going to eventually mm-hmm. destroy you. Because, see, that ain't no different than crack or alcohol or, exactly. or, or anything else. It's no yep. different. I'm telling you yep. this from experience, honey, because I was a hot-ass mess. Cause I, yep. I, I think I probably tried to commit suicide more times than it just never worked because I know what I was doing. Thank God. And he had a different plan for me. But I didn't have any. I had Sam. He was the only thing that was pulling for me because he was the only person that knew I was in bad. I couldn't even tell my parents because they were doing right. whatever they were doing. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, yeah. So, so here's what I'm saying to you. You have a calling on your life. The fact that you are that you are petitioning God the way that you are, you have you have a you have a calling on your life. You have some things that you're supposed to be doing, sister girl. But now it's about the business. You got to be about the business, busy. You know, business coming from the word busy doing action. Mm-hmm. You have to be about the business of going. So if we're going to use distractions, we got to find something else to to distract ourselves with. Yeah. So let's see. Yeah. If, let's see if this, if you want to watch the TV. Let's see if we can get us some DVDs of, like you said, Les Brown. He's got I I got so many names I could give you. Tony Robbins a life fire under your ass. Mhm. Yep. I mean, yep. I can give you a list of twenty, and all of the names don't have to be religious people. Absolutely. You know, making Absolutely. money, entrepreneurship, all that stuff. Lisa Nichols. Oh my gosh, she is freaking awesome. You know, Jada Pinkett Smith is a girl. Yes, girl, yes, yes, And you know yes. what? That's another thing that I did come to realize. Thank you, Jesus, for that, that you can get good information from the circular world, you know. <laughs> I mean, and, 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 I mean, but you know, you some people get a little bit pious about it, and it's like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And it's like, no, because Les Brown, when I listen to Les Brown, that thing was like, it was like yeah. being beat in the face. It was so, like, absolutely real, absolutely. you know? <laughs> of course. Oh, yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, ma'am. I don't see, I grew, that's what messed me up. I grew up in a house where it was always religion, 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 church, church, church. You can't watch nothing else. You can't listen to nothing else. The bottom line is, you know, the church ain't got nothing. Don't make me get started. We we talk about the church, church, or not? Not all. I'm not talking about our personal. Religion. I know, baby. I'm about the church in general, is that? But, but what do we got? What do we even do? We don't even go out and minister no more. We don't even come on now. That's why I don't go. That's why I don't go to church anymore. But that's my personal thing. But the point is that we have to get you focused, focused on light and not darkness, positivity yeah. and not negativity, self construction and not self-destruction. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what we have to get. So let me tell you, all day long, I, you know I have my little Bluetooth thing around my neck, mm-hmm. my little Bluetooth, um, and I keep it around my neck from the time, I, you know, after I shower and everything, and I actually can even shower with it in my ear. I wake up in the morning, I roll over, I put it around my neck, and the first thing I do is listen to something motivational. 
whoever it is, I got queued up in my YouTube. So when I opened my eyes, after I thank God for another day, I, I, I started listening to it, and I feed my spirit immediately, all during the day, when I'm driving, when I'm in the grocery store, when I'm at the Y, when I'm traveling, when I, it's constantly in my ear all the time. And I learn so much, and I become so much better, and I learn information, and it's uplifting, and it's building, and I've shut my ear gates to negativity. I don't even talk to people. As soon as you say something crazy to me, you have a good day. God bless you. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Because I'm not okay. doing it. I'm not doing okay. it. But see, that's a choice. We have to make a decision because we give too much of our power away. We have to make yeah, a do. decision to, to to bask, you know, in light. We have to make yep. a decision to feed our spirit. So um, that's, that would be a suggestion that I would make since, since we are able to kind of pinpoint, um, you know, your, your um, – coping mechanisms that are not good for you, um, mm-hmm. that are destructive, let's, let's see if we can flip that thing around like 50 cents and um, build you up. And then they no longer are coping mechanisms. They become habits, positive habits. They just become part okay. of who you are. And before you know it, you will be building up everybody around you because that's the well that you're going to be pulling from. Mm-hmm. It's going to become you. You will embody that strength. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Because yes, light ma'am. and darkness and light can't dwell in the same place. They sure they can't. can't. It's impossible. They sure can't. They sure can't. Mm. Yeah, but giving me one. no room, Vanessa. I won't, baby. I got to. Yeah, I got to. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because when I look at my kids and when I look at my daughter. And when they look mm-hmm. at me and they know that I've always, they talk about that. They, um, mm-hmm. they, they told me, they were like, Mom, you, 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 uh, what do they call it? You, uh, I forgot how they said it. But in other words, they were like, you got a little hood mom in you because you know how to make stuff happen <laughs> around here. You, you know, and I was like, and I laugh about it because they were like, you just a hustler and, and, and everything we say we need around here to, get our education or whatever, you find a way to make it happen or, you know, uh-huh. whatever. You know, my son's like, uh-huh. Mama, things really are tight because you just gave me $8 worth of quarters to go down the road with. Yeah, son, they are. <laughs> you know, so. Uh-oh, right now. Hey. Yeah, you know, so he's like, yeah, so they look to me and they see something in me. And I, yes. what, what really made me understand that Lisa was, and, and I, and I've told you this story before, so I'm going to make it short. I don't know if you were on the call mm-hmm. at that time. When my mm-hmm. husband did die about six months after that, my son and I were talking and he said, mom, he said, God left the stronger one here. He said, I love dad. Dad was a man's man. Dad was a good dad. He said, but I don't think dad would have made it if if you had gone first. Wow. He said, God left the stronger one here, mama. And I just, I was just flabbergasted because at the time he was 20 years old when he said that to me. Mm. You know. Mm. So it's amazing how your children watch you and see you. Yeah. So that's why they're sitting there like, what's going on? Because 
Mom used to be always at the gym. Mom used to be always walking. Mom was always up there cutting up a cantaloupe. Or mom was, and to see mom just sitting uh-huh. there with Zaxby's and and uh-huh. just 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 terrible food, Lisa. I mean, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Erica said, if I can just share um, with you. Um, yeah. Erica, she just texted me because I'm sure she's at work, and she said that, um, that that um you may be using wait because I don't want to mess up her words okay seeking distraction as a means of self preservation and um I can definitely relate to that mm. <laughs> because yeah. you feel like because because you're just trying to keep your mind together so it's like yeah. you go into survival mode. Because self-preservation is the is the basic. It's our basic mm-hmm. human instinct. So we go into survival, whatever that is, and that's where addiction comes from. Yes. You yeah. know, that's where addiction comes from. Yeah. Yep. But, that, yeah. but that's really powerful what you just said. Now, you just said me. Thank you. You just said something right there. When you said your son said that God left the stronger one here. That's what he said. He sure did. Wow. That's deep. That's real deep. It is deep because I never knew that boy was looking at me like that, you know. Yeah. And you know he did, and he flat out said it. Please understand, this is no disrespect for, to dad. This is just what I said. Sure. And because right. he knew how my mother-in-law, how my dad's family was so dysfunctional, that okay. You know he knew that, and he knew that dad found love in his family and how my mom would minister to him and how the normalcy in his life came from us and my fam- my mother praying and giving him because my, my son will tell you right here and now, my daughter too, my okay. mother-in-law never ever prayed, took them to church, talked about the Bible or nothing with them. That's unusual for elderly black people, honey. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that that's true. what he, you know, so that's why my son was like, Nana Nan was always trying to buy and give us stuff. And Graham was always laying down the law, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we, were, we loved Nana and, and Pappy, but Graham and Granddaddy, those were the ones that was like, I will bust your behind. I will do this. Say your prayers. No, l- learn the names of Jesus. Learn the names of God. I mean, and he would. They, and even now, my mom was like, "Your your boy called me today, and he on the phone with me like a ninety year old man talking." And so she laughs. She thinks that's you know. But I'm just saying. I guess he was picking up on all of that. That was going on with my husband, and as he got older, it started to come more to light to both my children that my husband was just seeking love, and that's why he seeked love on into the grave because he ran himself to death, you know. So, and that's why my son is like, I'm not going to be caught up in that dysfunction. The cycle's going to break now. When God lays on my heart to check on my grandparents, I will, but I'm not checking on nobody seeking love. Either you love me or you don't. So that's where that went. Yes, indeed. Yes, yeah, indeed. so 
You got it, yeah. girl. You you got it. You you everything that you need, Dorothy. You have inside of you. I like you what have Erica said. Of you girl. Seeking distractions. Mm. Yeah. And then if you want, because um, you now, do you just rent out? Like, are you? Would you? consider yourself like a real estate person or do you just rent out your house? Like, would you consider yourself a business owner in that respect? I just, I, it's more of a, I'm stuck with a house that I rent. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, that's another thing God working with me on, too, I guess, taking a new perspective on that as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like it's more of a burden than an attribute. Okay. Yeah. Mhm. Okay. But um, I guess I better get on up in here on the plantation. <laughs> <laughs> this was very freeing, Mr. Sam and um, Erica and Lisa, and I like that distraction mm-hmm. for self-preservation. That makes total sense. Mhm. Because mm-hmm. the last four years have been a lot to contend with, you know, because mm-hmm. I've had loss, rejection, death, illness, mm. all this come about within a four-year span, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the great thing <clears throat> is now, you know, we we recognize it, so the revelation has taken place. Yes. Now we need we need a solid decision, and then the follow through. Absolutely. And knowing it's half the battle. That's what GI Joe said. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what GI hey. Half the battle. Hello, GI Joe. GI Joe. Okay. <laughs> see, see, y'all always gotta have peanut gallery come in. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. That's what G.I. Joe said. So you're right, the revelation. And uh I know Daniel just sitting there. He's like, let me know. <laughs> just just let me know. He's like, I even got some free gym passes for you. Just let me know. Erica looks forward to talking um hold on baby. Erica looks forward to speaking with you. Okay. Can somebody text me her number, please, so I can, or vice versa, I can, well, I don't know how y'all want to do it. Um. Yeah, you know what, I actually, hold on, Jennifer, I actually was going to say that um, I could, so so do this, let me think, because this is a different phone. Who has your phone number? Does Sam have it? Mr. Sam, yep. Mr. Sam has it? Sam. Yep. Samuel. He might be gone. Clarence. Farley. The, the second. <laughs> I got to call his government name. I'll make sure that he gives you, um, that he sends you Erica's number and then mine too, in case you okay. need to. Now, you know, you know I, I I wonder, well, it may be inappropriate, but I work, um, you know, Punch is the one that turned me on to the line. So I could ask her for her mom's number. Oh, I'm sure that will be okay because because Erica has already um, consented to it. So I'm okay. sure that will be. Yeah, wait, okay. hang on. Yeah. 
she said get it from Punch. Okay, I'm most certain. Okay, I certainly will. Okay, okay, y'all step out for one second, please. And I'm gonna have to get. And I need to get your number again because I got another phone. Too. Yeah, and, and, and I use my business phone. Aaron, step out for one second. And I use my business phone. Now, don't get in that paint until I say so. Don't go down. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. But don't go down there and get in that paint. I know you. Can I just tweet this one? Sir, there will be a time when everyone is going to. I will um have Sam give you my number. Okay. All right. Uh-huh, but, yeah, she said go Thank ahead you. and get it from Punch. Uh-huh, no okay. problem. Have a fantastic day now. You too. Bye-bye. Hello? Yep, I'm here. Can you send Vanessa my number? I'll think about it. Okay. But, you know, I, I can't give her your number because, see, you're going on down low. you hide, pulling away from everything and everybody. <laughs> no, I'm hiding. I'm pulling away from anything that's negative and on bullshit and stuff. Mm. That's what I'm pulling away from. Not anything that's positive and uplifting. Mm-hmm. Ah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Mm. Ooh, ooh. Mm. Okay, that's my life. That's my cabbage juice. It's got me quivers. Exactly. Yeah, well, we know you. You're going to need an electric fan tied to your behind. <laughs> Because cabbage ain't no joke. You already ain't right, so. You know what? Might go a couple different ways. <laughs> you know what? Mm-hmm. Mm. 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 Lord. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to keep it prayer line-ish. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. You well. know, you ever had that one student and come, and as soon as they walk in, you know, because you hear everybody go, stop, no, put it down, get out my face. It's just one. Always know when you're here. That's the anointed one, the special child. You know what? The thing is, you're probably right. You're probably right. Little boy, I said wait. I will let you know what. I'm not your mama. You don't keep asking me over and over again thinking I'm just going to give you what you want. You got me confused. Lord have mercy. Hold on so I can get out of here. Um, what you do? Uh-huh. 
right. Oh. Well, I will finish the list and then I'll figure out how I'm doing the reading because I'm getting ready to make a run. So that's what we'll do. I'll put this over here. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That cabbage juice is kicking. I see three, Daddy. I see three things from Sears. Is that it? I saw something on top of the refrigerator that I put in the hallway. And then uh, two things that was already sent from Sears. That's it? One came up today. Okay, so something else came yesterday then. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. All right. Small All right. Okay, what's best if they change it to you? Um, what's your majigam anyway then? Okay. So, that they came yesterday, they couldn't have finished. Right, because they didn't have that part. Yeah. Um, the stamps that I gave you, do you know where they're at? Happy happy joy joy uh huh 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 ain't you lucky you got 'em do 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 happy happy joy joy. Okay, Father God, let's finish this list up. Uh, anybody only want to do the rest of the list? Say, nope, we want to listen to you run your mouth. That's what we want to do. You entertain us. Because you say the gosh darndest things. Because you crazy. <laughs> Abuse and addiction, 
Pranda Gustishi to Gustishi Gustishi Gustarga, Prost Gustishi Gustishi Gustarga, Sakara. Prisoners and missionaries, Jurambrashi to Gustishi to Gustishi to Gustishi Gustarga, Branda Gustishi to Gustishi Gustishi Gustarga, Branda Gustishi Gustishi Gustarga, Sakara. Deceased and Hassans, Rushi to Gustishi to Gustishi Gustishi Gustarga, Rush Gustishi 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 Gustarga, Rush Gustishi Gustishi Gustarga, Sakara. Unsaved, Rombokoshi to Gustishi Gustishi Gustarga, Brando Gustishi to Gustishi Gustishi Gustarga, Brando Gustishi to Gustishi Gustishi Gustarga, Sagasa, Sakara. Prisons of Missionary, Seats and Hospice, Unsaved Church Congregations. Abuse and addiction, Randa Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga, Randa Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga, Randa Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga, Sakara. Friendship to ministers and their families, Russia Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga, Russia Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga. Rush Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga, Sakara. Walking around with the supernatural, Randa Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga, Randa Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga, Randa Gosarga, Sakara. Pieces of passes all understand, Rush Shira Karandi Shira Gosardaka, Randa Gosishi 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 Gosarga, Rush Shira Gosishi Gosarga, Sakara. Increasing our gifts and our fruits, Rush Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga. Rush Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga, Rush Gosishi Gosarga, Sergasa, 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 Sakara. Alright, um, Chris, I'm guessing I'm folks. Walking around supernatural. Peace pass all the same discernment. Rando Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga. Rando Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga. Rando Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga. Sakara. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Rosh Shira Garambo Shira Gardaka. Rosh Shira Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga. Rosh Gosishi Gosarga. Sakara. Grace, mercy, and favor. Rosh Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga. Rosh Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga. Rosh Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga. Sakara. In favor, now it's one understanding. Peace of growth in our gifts and our fruits. Health, healing, and restoration. Randa Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga. Okay, Ben, I gotta get the keys for Ben and them. Um, shoot, that's upstairs. Rush Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga, Rush Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga, Rush Gosishi Gosarga, Sakara. Health, healing, and restoration. Randa Gosishi Gosarga, Supernatural, superhuman strength, ability, gifts, and talents on a synergistic and increasing basis. Randa Shida Gosishi Gosarga, Randa Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga, Randa Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga, Randa Gosarga Sakara. Um, peace. Go for Nagas through. Health, healing, restoration. Randa Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga, Randa Gosishi Gosishi Gosarga, Randa Gosishi Gosarga Sakara. 
I'll send everybody a text when I can get a chance to do the reading. So I'm about to hang up, and I will talk to y'all later.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.